guys, welcome to Podcast Rewind. I am Erica Jarvis, writer and creator of the blog, My Revamped Life, and fresh off a Southwest flight from Rochester, New York. Here with me is uh, your co-host, Amy Randolph, co-host of Podcast Rewind. This is the podcast about all of the podcasts that we can't stop listening to. Yes, it is, Amy. I'm so excited to be back in town. So excited. We're back in our podcast nook for episode three. Three coming at you guys. And you were probably listening on iTunes, Stitcher, mm-hmm. the whole yeah. kit. Maybe SoundCloud. Ooh, yes. So this podcast, like we said, is all about podcasts. Uh, Erica and I, we love pop culture. We're big, Absolutely. big fans. Obsessed. And about a year ago, we both started listening to podcasts kind of like all of the time. Obsessively, if we could yes. use that word one more time and uh, we decided that we should talk with microphones in front of our faces about our podcast because it's typically what we do most Most of of the the time time. anyway and you know what we do it with normally alcoholic beverages Amy alcoholic beverages this week I'm having a very high shelf Pinot Grigio it is yellowtail oh oh you went international I went international it's Australian yeah it's very fancy the kangaroo on the bottle that is awesome and I snuck through 7-Eleven, I think, on my way home. <laughs> and I grabbed a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale mm, to tough. quench my thirst after the very long flight I just got off of. Yeah. So you had some fun this weekend. I did have a ton of fun this weekend. And actually, it's kind of what I'm obsessed with right now. Yeah, tell me yeah, about it. Yeah, so um, as you know, my best friend Nicole and her husband Joe live in Rochester, New York. Shout out they, Nicole and Joe. Yes, we love them both. And they got married back in September. Congratulations. Uh, congrats to them. Small wedding. So I snuck up this past weekend to do a little celebrating with them. And celebrate we did. Yeah. I highly recommend in this new venture of ours of podcasting, that you mm-hmm. go stay the weekend with somebody who's a podcast listener of ours. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Morelli. He is an amazing listener of ours and just kindly with every person I met up in Rochester kept referring to me as international podcast sensation, Erica Jarvis. Wow. So I want to put that on my LinkedIn profile. My I think it's resume. fair. I think Absolutely. it's fair. The town of Rochester knows. Absolutely. His grandparents know. Um, It was a really great weekend. It was nice and chilly. It was in the 40s, so I'm Mm. happy to be back. Only thing is the flight was so delayed today. We sat on the runway for an hour and a half. It's a two-hour flight. Took me a long time to get home, but here I am. I could not wait to get back to the Nook. While I was in town, Joe and I talked about podcasts, what ones he should get into. It was really exciting. And also, this is a slight dig at my best friend, Nicole, who has not listened yet. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. I know. Nicole, Nicole, I am talking to you right now, girl. Get on iTunes. Right? This is how great it was. I was telling Joe that I have a date this weekend, and his first question to me was, Pizza or tacos? Yes. Because he listened to episode two and knows that that's mm-hmm. what I was throwing out to guys a on true dating fan. apps. A true fan, listener, and amazing friend. So that's what I'm obsessed with this week. I'm uh, probably going to be telling you more stories as the week goes on. Can't wait. You know, I'm obsessed with this week. While you were out this weekend, I went to a live show of my one of my favorite podcasts. Yes, I talked it about it in our first episode, My Favorite Murder. Murder. Uh, yeah, Karen and Georgia were in town. It was so much fun to see them live. So jealous. Um, yep, it was everything I hoped it would be. I will, when their podcast gets released of this live show, I will go back and listen and probably <gasps> recap right. it in the future. I can't wait to hear it. I will I hear you, you know, yelling out in the crowd? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I was slightly intoxicated, so I'm not <laughs> sure I remember the stories. I do remember Georgia's, and it was it was delightful. Oh, so exciting. Yeah. Well, you know, in Orlando, the, right? It, yeah, in the way serial murder is. Yeah, just always thrilling. Delightful. Um, all right, so that's what I'm obsessed with this week. Um, so, can I just start right off the yeah. bat? So, like I tell said, me, I, I have in, no idea what I you're know. about to tell me. We haven't been able to chat over the past couple of days, nope. and weekends are the time we really talk about the podcast we listen mm-hmm. to. You know, oh, hey, I was in the car, I listened to this podcast. So, 
Yeah, you have no idea what I'm about to talk about. So I'm kind of excited. Surprise me. I just tossed out it was going to be a little bit more lighthearted. Okay. So this week I listened to a podcast called Modern Love. Okay. Oh, I've, they're on my list, but I've not actually yeah, um, so opened it, one up yet. Yeah, it's in conjunction with New York Times. So generally oh, okay. what it is is a celebrity reads a story. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes at the end they'll have the ability to talk to the writer and kind of ask them more questions. Cool. But this one really grabbed me. It's old. It's actually from December of last year. So 12, 26, okay. 16. And this one was narrated by Emmy Rossum. So she is on Shameless. Mm-hmm. I love that show on Showtime. But like I said, this one kind of stuck out to me because it was called The Millennial's Guide to Kissing. Okay. Yes. So, so we're just past, we're kind of on that weird cusp of millennials for Gen Y. Yeah. I think we're technically in the millennial category, but I don't really count myself as a millennial. No, because there are so many millennials so that don't remember like life before a cell phone, but right. we're supposed to be part of millennials with them. And I remember when how it was exciting back in the 80s that my dad had a car phone. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I came up on, on dial-up. Oh, remember that article that I read that I posted on Facebook a while back? We're aging millennials. Aging millennials. <laughs> Nothing feels Which, better than that. Oh, that as we will probably try to do a face mask later tonight to combat the, the aging. aging. That's just a mean word. <laughs> it is. But anyway, this one wasn't mean. Like I said, a millennial's guide to kissing. So, like I said, all of modern love is stories of loss, love, and redemption. And this was all about um, Emma Quartz. She wrote an essay in regards to a 12-hour-long relationship she had on an airplane. She was oh. <laughs> right. We've all hey, been there. Yeah. So um, I've been in imagineering relationships on airplanes. Oh, when you like see a guy in line, you're, like, you're really and, attractive. I mm-hmm. hope you sit next to me, and then like maybe we fall in love. Yeah, I plan out the wedding and yeah, everything. Yeah, that's and kind then... of what this one was sort of about. Okay, so it was really good. So this girl Emily was on her way home to Newark from Tel Aviv. She, um, last semester of her senior year in college, was doing one of those birthright trips. So you get like a 10-day trip over to Israel, and it's paid for by your temple, I believe, and you kind of are supposed to have, find a new connection to, you know, the motherland, your country, your religion, Mm -hmm. and kind of start to know more about it. So on her way home, she- Home to New York, right? Yeah, back to Newark, back back to America. So the trip is over. She sits next to this like really attractive guy across the aisle, and, oh- you're attractive, dark hair, dark eyes. I think I've met you once before. So it turns out they met super briefly on their trip. Oh, okay. And, you know, through friends, just like, hey, hi, how are you? So on their flight, they, you know, were in close quarters and, like, Im- immediately gravitated towards one another. They were gossiping about the trip and people that they knew. They were flirting. And then he kissed her. Across the aisle? Uh-huh. So, like, they didn't get banged right, up yeah, they with were the kind beverage. of across the aisle, right? Yes, exactly. Cart. Yeah. Well, the cart hadn't come out yet, or maybe there was a drink. She didn't say. There were probably a couple drinks Probably. Involved. But so, yeah, they kissed. They, you know, shared headphones. They listened to some music. And like she said, it was, like, ripped from the back of a Nicholas Sparks novel. Exactly like how you just mm-hmm. said. Starting to go down that path of, are we in love? Like, how does this work? It's a very intense meet cute, it, if you it's will. It's exactly that. And that's kind of what I thought to myself, like the meet cute of the skies. Mm-hmm. You know, as a single oh, woman, that's like definitely that. what we're looking for. So she said that, you know, as the flight ended, you know, the be- the breakfast cart came kind of to signal like, hey, you're coming back to America, eat some food, get off the flight. They get off, they, you know, head back to the terminal. They are getting tickets to grab trains. He's, um, I think he was heading to Philly and she was headed back home in the south. And as they were walking away, she was like, well, what do I do? Like, yeah, get do I get number? your number? Do I get your name? Like, how does this work? And he turned to her and was like, bye. See you never. Oof. <laughs> I know. Oof. But then it kind of continued on, like, that's how this works in millennial day and age. 
you know, you have this amazing connection and then we get a little too fearful to say, can I get your number? Mm-hmm. Because maybe what if that person just wanted it to be for that moment? Yeah. We don't know. And so she heads home. Like I said, she was in her senior year. He was a sophomore. And she's like, we could have done the long distance thing, but like I didn't get his name. They but were in college. I'm sorry. They were in college. college. Yeah. Okay. And so she um, was back home looking at Facebook and saw him pop up on a couple of people's pictures. So she mm. friend requested him and then just was like, hey. Did she even get his last name on the flight? Do you know? Uh, you know, she didn't say, but like she knew what he looked like. So she's on oh, tagging right. photos. Right. So um, they just talked a little bit here and there. But what she was really kind of saying is that in this millennial day and age, the media has become obsessed with our hookup culture. Uh-huh. Yeah. And really yeah. kind of bring it to the forefront. But like she says, like this isn't new for our generation. This hookup culture of bye, see you never yeah. is really as a way for us to avoid getting hurt. Our mm. generation has perfected the separation of the physical and the emotional because we're so afraid yeah. of getting hurt. And so it was like it's better to be cool than to be emotional. You know, having the last word in a text conversation is no longer the way it is in a conversation. Like, aha, I got the last word. You can't get another one in. Mm-hmm. Now it is the bad side of it because you said something and that person didn't think you were good enough to respond to. Oh, yeah. So having yeah, the last tough. word actually isn't the best thing ever. Right. So she was just saying how this really made her think in regards to the millennial culture of this hookup concept. And how she said, like, later on she was thinking in college, she had a roommate who, you know, was dating a guy for a while. And one night he said to her, is this a special thing? Kind of like, what are we? Right. Is what he was saying to her, do you find the relationship? relationship. The most terrifying conversation a man can ever have. Exactly. And women some women. Sometimes women. So what she said is her roommate kind of was just like, huh, what? I didn't hear you. (laughs) Because she was like, did he ask that? Does he mean is this a special thing to me? Because it's not a special thing to him. Did he mm. want to find the relationship? And so she went on to say is that like, why do we have to ask what we are? You know, why are we so afraid? And in that fear, are we missing the really big moments that we don't say anything? And so um, it was just really interesting, this whole kind of concept of like the millennial side of things, you know? Yeah. And then they really brought it back to Disney. You know, if you think about it, in Disney movies, you know, people see, like, stare at each other across a ballroom and their eyes lock and widen, and that's it. And, you know, Prince Charming is so comfortable to tell Cinderella how he feels. He would travel the entire countryside looking for her little foot to put in a glass slipper. Touch so many nasty feet before (laughs) he gets to hers. But how chivalrous. How chivalrous. I mean, we all want that, but we are all so afraid because fear is really running Mm -hmm. this conversation and so do we need to put ourselves out there more and she said that she didn't have the last word with this guy when he said bye see you never and so she said you know they talked a little bit more on Facebook okay I was gonna ask yeah but things kind of dwindled off and you know she moved on with her life because she was graduating she said she actually was really jealous of him because he had two more years of college and he knew what his next two years were going to look like go to school, internships, sure. all this stuff. And she had to go out into the real world and didn't know what the next steps were. So she was even more in a place of fear and uncomfort. But she said that, you know, in her head, she replays that last scene all of the time. And when he says, bye, see you never, she responds with, bye, see you never. And just kind of has that last word, yeah. but, you know, still. He literally said, see you never. Exactly. Wow. I know. Okay, so here's what made me think so much about this. I have known a few people to have 
experiences on a plane. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Ashley, who you know who lives out in L.A., when she lived here in Orlando, she, you know, chatted up with a guy on a flight one day and then, you know, hey, we're back in Orlando. Can I take you out on a date? And she went out on a date with him. And we all were like, this is the greatest start to yes. your love story. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it wasn't. He left halfway during her date to go buy a pack of smokes. Never came back. <laughs> he did come oh, back. okay. Oh, I was going to write Ashley a card. I know. <laughs> Send her an edible arrangement. No, he came back, but she was pretty put off that he just, like, left her alone in the bar. Like, they really didn't know each wait, other man. that well. Exactly. And then about... Was it a year and a half ago or a year or so ago? I was in LA and remember I had a connecting flight in Houston. I was on a United flight and I saw this really good looking guy in the line and I was like, oh, he's cute. He ended up being my seatmate and I was like, it's happening. It's happening. Here we go. Here we go. And we barely spoke until the plane landed. And he was like a geologist and he lived in California and he was telling me all about, you know, the tectonic. That's right. I remember this now. Everything and how he would never go to Florida because of sinkholes. He nah. gave me his condolences. But, you know, the entire way off the flight, we, you know, walked, he walked me all the way to luggage, waited for my luggage with me, and then he headed out, and he shook my hand and was just like, I will see you again, Erica. And I was like, okay. Never saw him again for as long as I live. Well, but you don't gr- know. I guess it's not, you're not done living. Not never. Who that, knows? That reminds me of serendipity with the glove. Exactly. And the book, writing in the book, if we're meant to be, you'll find this book. Yeah, exactly. But and that's a movie. But that's a movie. And I never saw that guy again, but it's a really fun story to tell at parties. And yeah. like she said, this is just a really fun story to tell at parties and on podcasts. Yeah. So it was really cool. They interviewed her a little bit at the end to kind of talk to her more about the whole millennial concept of hookup culture and what her thoughts were on this, you know, 12-hour love affair in the skies. But I really liked it, and I think I'm going to start listening to more of them because, you know, mm-hmm. I really like those storytelling podcasts. Yeah. And this was a quick hit. It was maybe 25 minutes. Oh, yeah. That's easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was really good. So Sounds great. Go listen to it. Yeah. You can find it um, on all the apps, iTunes, Stitcher. Awesome. All right. Well, I've got a recap for you. Is it all about love? Uh, nope. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> How going, did I know? I'm going back to the true crime well this week. This so. is your wheelhouse. This is my wheelhouse. And I I caught on to this particular case. Um, it was it was put out last week because it was Halloween last oh, week. Oh, yeah. Right? And um, this is a murder that's inspired by a movie, which I know we've all seen, Scream. Oh, yeah, I yeah. So it kind of totally caught my attention off the bat, and um, so let me get into it. So this is the unfortunate death of sixteen-year-old Cassie Joe Stoddart, and uh, so she's like I said, she's sixteen, good student, bright girl, uh, has a boyfriend Matt of about five months. One weekend, Cassie is house sitting for her uncle, so she's got a big house, just her in it. So the boyfriend Matt is allowed by his parents to come over and hang out with her, spend time with her alone there. But Matt, a little bit sneaky. He's got a couple of, of new couple of new friends of his that he wants to hang out and get to know more, Brian and Tori. So he invites Brian and Tori over. And now, is Tori a girl? Tori's a boy. Both oh, boys. Oh, okay. Got it. So Thank it's you. Cassie and three boys. Got it. Ooh. Um, so <laughs> My mother would never let that fly. Yeah, no. I, I don't know <laughs> if Cassie's uncle was allowing guests in the home. Probably not. But uh, So here we are. And actually, it sounded like it was supposed to be much bigger of a party, but for whatever reason, only these two okay. guys attended. So they get to the house. It seems like a pretty big house. They're doing a tour, and like they stop in the gym and are working out for a while. These two guys, Brian and Tori, which is kind of weird. So then they all settle down to watch a movie. Scream? And, and that, well, no, I don't think it was Scream. I don't think it was Scream. 
But then um, Brian and Tori kind of suddenly get up and leave. So now it's just Matt and Cassie in the house. Like, all right, whatever. Okay. Continue watching their movie. Uh, the power goes out in the house. Terrifying. I'm Terrifying. Already, I'm already Terrifying. So, and then also the dog is barking at the basement. Mm-mm. But nope, both of these, nope, nope. both kids don't are go like, don't go. Smartly, they did not go to the <laughs> okay, basement. Good. We they all did not. Some movies. They did not investigate. And um, Matt's mom was supposed to pick him up at like 11:30 anyway. So he calls his mom and is like, "Yeah, you can come <laughs> get me now." Mom, I'm scared, Actually, but don't tell my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, before the power went out, he wanted to, like, leave with the boys, but he called his mom to ask, and mom said, no, you're yeah. staying with Cassie. So, anyway, mom does come to pick him up. The lights have come back on, so okay. they feel Just kind of comfortable. Um, well, I don't know about a quick surge. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, so, <laughs> so Matt uh, goes home with his mom, so Cassie's now alone in the house, and unfortunately is found uh, dead two days later when her, when her uncle and family return home from their trip. Oh, no. So, she's been stabbed to death. Uh, at least she was stabbed 30 times and at least <gasps> nine of them were fatal blows, right? Oh my God. Yeah. So um, first, obviously the police are looking at Matt. He's the last one well, yeah, to see her alive, but he's obviously distraught. He's willing to cooperate, takes a polygraph and he tips the police off that these two friends had been over earlier and he'd kind of recently had a kind of a feeling that they had both been flirting with his girlfriend, Cassie. Okay. So we dig in, and it's not too hard to get to these boys because they bring them in for questioning, and Brian sings like a canary. So they flirted that, with Cassie and flirted with murder? Yeah, and flirted <laughs> with murder. So here's where it goes. Um, Brian is obsessed with the Columbine murders, and Weird. Tori is obsessed with the movie Scream. Okay. So after Brian's confession, um, he's he leads them to where they stashed everything. They've got the masks. They've got, you know, like that knife. Do they have scream masks? I think they, they didn't mention specifically, but they said masks. And I have to assume this was around Halloween time. Yeah. This was, by the way, in 2006 that this happened. So the scream movie came out in the 90s. Yeah. But the trilogy, I think. Well, and you know, right? I I was in middle school when Scream came out. Yeah, I know there's four or five of oh them God, now. So many. But when the first one came out, I remember in middle school, I was too young to go to the theater and mm-hmm. see it. But once that thing came out on video, my friends and I were watching it all the time. That's when I was young enough that I could still watch horror movies and not get literally creeped out. By the way, that's a weird thing about me. I can listen to true crime, horrific yep. real life stories all of the time. But a horror movie, no, I cry. I'm gonna. I'm you gonna won't cry. even like let no. a commercial play. Meanwhile, no, the Halloween Horror Nights about... commercials I find disturbing. Even on the <laughs> I don't ra- do those. on the radio, I have to change the channel. Oh my, I, I can't. Didn't that. I mean, I, I love a good scary movie. I cannot. So anyway, it comes out that they have been obsessed with this movie, and I, I can picture that Drew Barrymore scene at the beginning. Oh yeah, with that Jiffy with that, Pop, with a Jiffy Pop, the blonde bob, yes. that like beige sweater and, and like the pool outside well, and remember the cordless phone the cordless so I don't think they call and think about it in 2006 they probably did have cell phones so yeah. she'd be like hey Brian what's up you know <laughs> yeah. instead of like oh that's true because the yeah. cordless phones in the 90s did not everyone had caller ID yeah I'm not even sure if Star 69 was yes. a thing yet was it 67 where you were it was Star 69 in 69 Michigan 69 was to call back the number 67 was to block your number uh, from somebody oh, yes. seeing it on caller ID or yes. Star 69 in you if you were not born in the 80s the way we are this means literally, literally nothing. nothing to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah. So the the boys are caught pretty quickly. But like I said, it's fascinating to me having remembered that movie and that iconic opening scene. Yeah. Um, where they did that, they turned off the lights for a while, disoriented yes. her. So, so what had happened was while they were doing the tour of the house, one of the two boys had unlocked the back door so that they could come back later. Oh. And God. then. 
Remember what I said about videotaping your crime. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's what we talked about episode one. There is so much video evidence of the two of them. So Brian and Tori had become friends only about a couple of months before this happened. They didn't actually film the murder, but they had footage of her at her locker. They had footage of themselves in class talking about that they were going to do this and, and getting off on talking about it and what how they're going to apologize to her family but the giggling through <sighs> that and saying like she seems like a nice person but sorry she just has to die oh my god and like i said the other boy was obsessed with the columbine murders so they felt like this was Step the one. first of many oh i'm glad they caught them right the glad case. they caught them and, and obviously the boys broke down so in court uh, they're tried as adults, and they wind up pointing fingers at one another via their lawyers about oh, yeah. who's actually the most guilty because who did the final blow. Like, they both no, took no. turns. No, no, that's not how that works. No, no. So, um, you know. And you both can get murder one in you, my book. Yeah, and they do, and they're both put away now. But Tori's family especially, his mom wrote a book about this called The Guilty Innocent, and they're still, you know, going what after does that the mean, appeals. The innocent? I don't know if not. I didn't research the book. Oh, okay. But she. Um, next podcast. Yeah. Next podcast. <laughs> I'll, I'll read a book. It'll be a book review <laughs> next time around. No. So won't. anyway, that's the gist of that. And then, like I said, the reason that one piqued my interest so much is the the reference back to the movie. And, and we talk so much now about violent uh, video games and what they're doing yeah. to young people's minds and the desensitization of that. And to think that these people picked a movie that was over a decade old by yeah, this time to get fascinated with and want to recreate the thing. By the way, the Scream Boys got caught. Mm-hmm. They died. And then, you know, yeah, they, for the rest of the they, series. So they didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah, did you finish it, boys? Right. Right, so. Which that's, so, that's interesting you say the whole thing about, like, video games and, you know, people will reference music and yeah, yeah violent music. Violent music, but, like, music. this movie, Scream from the 90s, this Wes Craven, was scary but it wasn't really crazy gory. It had camp to it right. at the well, same time. Remember, it was almost a, not a spoof, but almost a farce of a scary exactly. movie. Because that one character, Seth Green's character, is obsessed with scary movies in it. And he works at that video store. You keep saying Seth Green. I don't think it's Seth Green. It's not Green. Seth Green, is it? Seth Kennedy? No. Jamie Kennedy? Ja- Jamie? Moving on. Uh, <laughs> this isn't our People house. are screaming at their phones right now. They know. They know who it is. Send exactly. us an email, guys. Send us an email. Leave a comment um, in our Instagram. <laughs> give us five stars. Yes. Uh, but remember how he was like, you know, stupid girls go down to the basement, drunk girls, and then yes. you would watch some girl do that yeah. in the movie. So it was a farce of itself, and then to play that out in real life. That is interesting. Yeah, totally piqued my interest. So that's that story. And, and this was, by the way, I'm so sorry. This is the Generation Y podcast. Oh, okay. Generation Y. You can get it on all of the uh, platforms as well. And I, it was about an hour long, so I just truncated that into a few minutes. But go ahead and go take a listen for yourself if you're interested. There's a lot more um, in-depth description mm-hmm. of the boys' minds and oh, the finger it. pointing and the things they claim afterwards. One of the things that, you know, Brian tried to claim is he thought they were just making a movie and that it was going to be, you know, a fake <laughs> stab. Like they were going to actually stab her, but do that thing. Remember in Scream where they were only going to stab so far in yes. to make it look like, so they were going to make this a oh. movie, you know, bullshit. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was a fascinating podcast. Generation Y. Now, is that have one host, two? It's two hosts. hosts every week? It's two hosts. Um, this was a couple dozen episodes in, if not over a hundred. So, okay, great. Um, this, yeah, it just played last week, but we'll put it in the show notes so y'all can find it. 
Perfect. Yeah. Do you have any other scary ones for me today? Um, you know, I have a really interesting one, but I, I want to talk about a much lighter one first. Okay, great. This is, so special mentions, quicker bites yeah. here. I listened to today, um, Stuff You Should Know. Ooh. And, okay, so we're on episode three, right? Ugh, there is a podcast behind me. Podcast, no. Anyway, um... The ones, uh, this stuff you should know today was episode 999. That's and, awesome. And episode 1000. It was a two-parter. Nice. Can you imagine, like, sitting here for episode three, how we would ever get to 999 and 1000? This nook I mean, is going to look amazing. Let's knock on wood, people. 1000 podcasts. Okay, so this was a two-part series, a love letter to a TV show that was required viewing in my household growing up on Sunday nights on Fox. Can I guess what it is? Go, go, go. The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Yeah, I'm not going to sing right now. Uh, but yeah, The Simpsons. So awesome. this was a Randolph family Sunday night tradition. We popped the popcorn. First came America's Funniest Home Videos. Of course. And then The Simpsons. And all four of us sat around together. My dad would just, he would snort laughing. Oh, I love uh, it. We all would. And so I, I haven't watched new ones in the last few years, but this show has been on. It started with The Tracy Ullman Show, obviously. Oh, love her. And um, became its own half-hour sitcom when when I was little. In fact, I had friends that weren't allowed to watch it because it was too raunchy. Like I so said, funny. it was required of me. Oh yeah, required my viewing. Um, so I've just always ident- you know loved those characters. And when I think about The Simpsons, I think about my family. Mm-hmm. And so uh, part nine ninety nine or part <laughs> one of the series, they talked about you know the the Simpsons' place in culture and how it's you know embedded. embedded in our culture and and they they did a deep dive into the cast and who they are and what characters they play and talking a little bit about all of the minor yes. characters and the things that have happened characters have died on that show yeah. characters have been married characters have done you know all sorts of stuff and we all stay with it and then in episode 1000 and or part 2 of the Simpsons um, they talked about the animation technique. The two guys, while they were uh, researching this, actually got to sit in on a table read Ooh, of a new show. And they met that Matt Groening. That would be so exciting So to exciting. See that. And just, again, continuing to talk about how it's a fabric of pop culture. Uh-huh. You know, who knows someone that doesn't go, doop, every now and then. <laughs> and they said, this line made me laugh. They go, we all have that one friend that says, excellent. <laughs> a little too often. <laughs> but we just yes. allow it. <laughs> Podcast just went flying. <laughs> She really wants on the mic, but not today. Anyway, um, that one was super heartwarming for me. Oh, that's awesome. Loved it. Did you Loved talk it. to your parents about it? Let them know? I have not told them yet. My mom will probably hear on this podcast oh, when she listens. So again, that was stuff you should know. We'll put in the show notes what dates that were. That's hilarious because the one I wanted to talk to you about is called Things I Mean to Know. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So the podcast is actually This American Life. Mm. So if you're an NPR fan the way we both are yeah. – you know, speaking of required listening, every Saturday my dad and I would go do some errands and we'd listen to Click and Clack, Car Talk. Yes. I thought they were actual uncles of mine. Absolutely. I mean, they had my heart. But so um, This American Life is produced by Ira Glass. And you might know him from the whole serial back in the day yeah, when it first started. That. And this one is by producer David Kestenbaum. And so, like I said, this is Things I Mean to Know. And... Um, this guy, David, is a trained scientist along with another producer at NPR, Diane. And she was telling him a story about how she was at kind of just like a intellectual event in Germany. And the professor started the whole conversation with the class of who here can verify that the sun revolves around the earth? Mm-hmm. And so they all kind of were like, huh? 
I'm not going to raise my hand. You said sun around Earth. It's Earth around sun. He's like, okay, you're right. You're right. Who can confirm that the Earth revolves around the sun? But everyone's still a little sketchy. Like, why are you asking this? Like, should I know what's what's going on? Like, like, is the Earth round? Exactly. Were people stoned over this already? (laughs) So what they were saying is, you know this to be true. What's your scientific reasoning? How do you really know that the Earth revolves around the sun? Like, we're told. So we're like, yeah, sure, that sounds great. And it kind of got her thinking. She's like, I heard nothing else that this guy talked about. What else don't I really know that I should know? Like, right. what is a yam versus a sweet potato? Right. Okay, but you know that the Earth does revolve around the sun. I it's do. just a matter of like what what proof in your mind. Correct. Do you how can have, you scientifically how have you, prove have that? you proven it without relying on someone else's research? Is that is what or they're like, saying. can you explain the research? Mm-hmm. You know, I cannot. No. I just was told it does. Exactly. Exactly. And so it's like you know, gravitational you, poles or something. Something. But it's like okay, we also know that the Earth is round, but it feels really flat underneath my feet. But mm-hmm. I know it's round. I've seen photos. No, I haven't seen it myself from the sky. Like, how does this work? So it's really like, you know, a lot of the stuff that we just kind of take for granted as information that we we know, we say, yep, that sounds right, and kind of keep on going. So she had her own list of things that she wanted to understand. Like I said, mainly it was like yams versus sweet potatoes. It's really like the same kind of vegetable-ish, especially if you're in America, it's a sweet potato. It might be yams in England. She wouldn't do a whole thing. If you're interested in learning, you can take a listen. But they talked about a couple other things, like Earth around the sun, the fraud complex. And this was all about, even before last year's election, there was a lot of talk of voter fraud. Yeah. And with the whole voter fraud conversation, not rigged. rigged, And that's what they were saying, is that there was this whole idea that 3 million people had voted. Like, there was this fraud of 3 million. Perpetuated by Correct. But most importantly, it was Ken Mathematic, you know, scientists and professors prove this to be false and they really did Mm because a lot of it was like for instance people who have the same name and the same birthday voting seems really crazy right like that we have the exact same name Mm -hmm. and the same birthday and vote on the same guy but that there is like a mathematic theorem out there that in a room of 23 people there's a 50 50 chance two people have the same birthday oh yeah so that's a really small number Mm -hmm. so you can kind of keep going with that and then you can take that theorem further that, for example, Carol's, Christine's, and Jesus's tend to all have the same birthday. What? Christmas. Ah. Josephine's tend to all be, for the most part, tend to be born on March 19th because it's like St. Joseph's Day. Okay. And so it's kind of like because of our names in our culture and how we choose to name people, this, you know, out of 23 wow. people, 50-50 have the same birthday, but then you can take it further. Well, factor in names and all of this kind of stuff. So from like the 3 million people that they said had voter fraud, they were able to really cut down to, I think, 750,000. That like, this was this double name, but same birthday kind of concept. And they kept going smaller and smaller and smaller. And it's not actually fraud, it's coincidence. It's coincidence. And then it's also, they went down as far as to say like, yes, okay, Erica, you know, Jarvis, with my birthday, also voted on the same day as me okay, well then, actually, that must be Erica voting twice. But when you would go to the polls, it would say, oh, we counted Erica twice, but she really did only vote once. Mm-hmm. So it kept going down and down and down, and they were able to really explain away the three, quote-unquote, million voter fraud away. And it really didn't happen. But also, it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen, but especially because you could go to jail for it, yeah. or you could get a secondary vote for your candidate but I don't think that one outweighs the other. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the going to jail is, like, my stopping point. I don't think an additional <laughs> vote I don't play is with really that. for... Mama, don't play. I'm not playing with that vote. 
So they explained that away, but they said, you know, still at the end of the day, 51% of Americans believe that there's a real voter fraud. Voter fraud. Mm-hmm. But there isn't. Like, we can explain that, but why do you believe that? So it went even further, like I said, like, you know, what don't we actually know? And so this last one I thought was so fascinating. It was about the theory that women in close quarters... <gasps> Menstruate. Lo- mash there, exactly. That there's, like, a synchronization That is such of, a fascinating theory to me. And it's fake. No! (laughs) Yeah, so that's the whole thing. It really kind of dates back to a woman in Wellesley College in her dorm. I believe she might have been in a sorority. One of her responsibilities was to stock the bathroom every month. And she just found, oh, once a week, I'm really going crazy on this stocking. Mm. And she was a biology major and kind of went on later on to try to make this a theory. Like, you know, it must be the pheromones, must be hormones. Women are able to sync up all of this kind of stuff. And what it turns out to be is that it's just coincidence at the end of the day. You know, like someone's wow. cycle is 30 days, someone is 25. Eventually, 25 will catch up to 30 and hit a cycle once and then bounce out of it. You know what I mean? I've lived yeah. with, you know, female roommates for the last 10 years. It happens sporadically, mm-hmm. you know, but it's really not real. So we believe things that we hear over and over again, but we really need to dive deeper. And so stuff that I kind of mean to know, like, is that real? Wow. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect me. But should I ask a few more questions? All right. I am going to listen to this <laughs> it one. It was really cool. So my mind is And there was more blown. to it. There was another thing about, you know, the sun's positioning and whole concept of like a mirage when you're looking at the sun. If you're up in the Arctic Circle, when mm-hmm. like they go through their six weeks without sun. There was a couple more to it. But like I said, it was really interesting. I kind of went a little intellectual this week with a lot of NPR, New York Times. This was, like I said, This American Life, Things I Mean to Know, episode 630. All and right. I really dug it. Wow. Okay. I want to really quick throw one more out. Sure. Go it for wasn't, it. I wasn't planning on doing this, but I listened to it today at the office and Oh, it's was Monday, not Sunday. I'm so thrown off on my travels. It's Monday. <laughs> yeah. And we're late night podcasting. We are late night podcasting. That's weird for us. Okay. This is another Stuff You Should Know, but it was a 20-minuter and it was called hmm. Stuff You Should Know Selects. So this is actually is one from 2009 that um, they pulled back up and they, they did a truncated version. Oh, okay, cool. And it's how exorcism works. <gasps> stop it. No, I will not. No, I, no, I'm making you stop because I scrolled over it and I was like. You did? Uh, I scrolled. I was like, no, it's only 20 minutes. I need to get a really good podcast in. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. Tell me everything. Let me do it quick. Exercise my demons. Let me do it quick because I want everyone to go back and listen to this. Oh, I'm going to no matter okay. what. <laughs> so... Um, the first thing I wrote was jazzy music intro. <laughs> now I'm definitely hooked. You know no, I love jazz. love jazz. I love jazz. Um, okay, so so exorcisms, mm-hmm. still actual things that happen, predominantly yes. in the Catholic Church in America, Correct. but in other countries. Um, so here in America, expectations of spirits to possess you aren't aren't as widespread as they still are in other villages without as much mm-hmm. technology. Um, uh, you know, especially elsewhere and in the past, things like epilepsy epilepsy and schizophrenia would be blamed for people oh. being possessed. Where here in America with our Western medicine, we can diagnose those things. We can scientifically explain we it can away. Scientifically explain <laughs> it away. So anyway, the church does Catholic Church still does practice exorcism um, because there is still belief in demonic possession. Mm. So possession, by the way, they gave a little definition. It's or, or the symptoms of it that okay. wouldn't be explained by epilepsy or schizophrenia would be speaking in a foreign tongue that you don't know or in a oh. dead tongue, a dead language. Yeah. Um, knowing stuff that no person should know. Like if I know your knee hurts but you haven't told me that. Got it. That would be a sign. Um, extra physical strength and viol- violent aversion to religious 
uh, sacraments like holy water or crosses. I'm or only thinking like that. of every scene from The Exorcist, right? Like when she walks backwards downstairs and like a crab exactly. Walk so yeah, they're saying like no, soup. no pea soup and, no the, pea and soup. the head turning backwards. Those are the types of things that they would still consider a demonic possession. And the oh, types, I would too. Yeah, and the <laughs> types of treatments are like prayers, chanting prayers, sure. holy water being thrown on you, um, crucifixes and relics. Um, and they said, you know, several years ago, it was actual body parts of saints. So if you were a saint when you died, they were going to chop you up and send you around and, and touch you literally with saints. Like the literally, literally. Yeah, so like not so much anymore, but that was actually a way. Crazy. Um, so, and now, if you call in a priest and say, I'm possessed or, you know, yeah. my loved one is possessed, the priest will come, but he will also bring probably a psychiatrist or somebody to medically to evaluate confirm. and go through. And when okay. it, there's no other option left, like, yeah, you're possessed, they'll exercise <laughs> you then. Um, and then it's become a business. So there are people that will charge you for exorcism. No. There's a guy named Bob Larson who runs the Spiritual Freedom Church. <laughs> And he does Bob Larson. Come he on, he does down. live exorcisms. He's no. actually got a show on Sci-Fi, which I'm not interested in watching. No, it's kind of sad because I don't want to perpetuate that. Yep. But he, you know, big tent churches will charge you, and you can get a family discount, get all your demons exercised. He'll do it in front of the crowd, um, and then I want everyone to listen to this, so I'm not going to talk no, too much. No, I know. More. I'm Other so excited. This is going to be my drive into work tomorrow. They kind of <laughs> wrapped it up with, um, you know, this one woman's story. Autumn. She went. She felt she was possessed by this ancient ancient African woman and this possession was causing her to be um, very promiscuous. Oh. She was not a promiscuous woman prior to. Ugh. So Bob frees her of her demons and now she's magically like keeping it not a slut. to herself. <laughs> right. So and so they, they kind of ended with the question of all right maybe exorcism is or is not real but if someone feels like their demons are freed and then starts behaving a different way like you know mind over matter. Okay. Chuck okay. Is it fine? Sure. So I, I, I loved it. and um, That's yeah, awesome. Was That's a good another one. thing. That... Good. That was a Stuff You Should Know selects. Um, we will put that in yeah, the show notes. Yeah, put that in the show notes. Amy, this has been so exciting to hear Ooh, everything you listened to over the weekend. I know, yeah. And love knowing that even, it, you know, thousands of miles away, we were still hovering like, to listen. press play on the exact same have, podcast. Have to listen to our podcast. Absolutely. And so, guys, if you want to listen to this podcast, we hope you're listening either in iTunes, SoundCloud, um, Podbean. Podbean. You can also check us out on. And if you are in iTunes, we just got to ask a little bit of a favor. If you could rate us five stars and leave a review. I got a couple of feedback from some listeners saying that they're having a hard time doing reviews in the iTunes podcast app. But they were able to do it online. So, guys, if you have the ability to go online to the iTunes stores and do that for us. That mm-hmm. would be huge. Subscribe too, please. Yes, please subscribe so you can kind of get some updates on whenever we. Yep, you'll post get a, a notification. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then if you also want to keep up to date with us, you can follow this podcast at Podcast RWD at Twitter and Instagram. And when you tag us in your tweets, don't forget to do hashtag It's About Podcast. But if you want to just maybe check what out, check out what I am doing this week. I am at Erica Jarvis on Twitter and Instagram. And as a quick reminder, I'm Erica with a K. That's right, and you could follow me also on Twitter or Instagram at I'm Amy Randolph. Amy is spelled A-M-I-E. Um, also, if you have comments yes. uh, for us about the show, or if you want to um, suggest your favorite podcast to us, yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Please drop us an email at podcastrwd at gmail dot com. All right, everybody. This has been our third podcast. I'm so excited, and yep. we're going to bring four next week. I think what we're going to do is 
hit stop on this. Maybe a little zombie face mask. Yes. I'm so excited. Amazon brought us some zombie face masks. So exciting, guys. You should definitely it. be face masking while you're listening to this podcast. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. We cannot wait to bring you another episode next week. But in the meantime, please do not forget. Be kind. Rewind. rewind. Bye. Bye.